This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Hi, welcome to Business and Influencers. This is Chris Salem, your host. You found us here at tellradio.org, and we are excited that you're here again as business influencers. Each and every week, we come prepared to deliver subject matter content that helps you to move your level of influence in business to the next level. We are here to cover a wide range of different types of topics and areas that can help move your level of influence to the next level. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types, an opportunity to meet new people for the first time or rekindle those old relationships from your past. Now, this is a membership program, meaning that it takes all the noise out of social media, no more of those noisy notifications, but an opportunity for you to come in on your time to generate genuine, authentic relationships with others that you should like to share content of interest. And it offers a wide array of different other services that are not available on other platforms or to the general public. If you'd like more information on Alumni Direct, check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we got a great show for you today, and this is going to be around an area that I'm particularly fond of because it, it addresses children, and it's about never stop moving for children. And this is not just a movement, but a methodology, so to speak, that's going to help children you know, to keep moving forward in so many different aspects, from physical exercise and, and beyond. And we are here with Christina Collins, who will be sharing with us information in this particular area. And let me give you a little bit of information. You know, sitting is the new smoking, according to Dr. James Levine, professor of medicine at the Mayo Clinic. Movement is simply essential for survival and physical education teacher. She's a former athlete, mother and entrepreneur. She's effectively creating a ripple of change nationwide through her state lobbying efforts and launch of her business. Never Stop Moving 365, or the acronym NSM365, that offers skill development for youth outside of the classroom, as well as franchise opportunities for fellow teachers in need of additional income. Now, she's offering her skill development for groups of children and individual coaching in all areas, from fitness and sports training to to small groups, one-on-one, and even personalized events. The passion-based small business has been positively impacting a growing number of children and teens since 2017. And after six years of growth, Christina realized that NSM365 has even greater purpose, enabling other passionate teachers an opportunity to use her business framework to further get across this most important mission while creating an additional income without the daunting task of a business startup. And without further ado, we welcome Christina Collins to the show. Christina, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, we are so excited. And I love this particular area that you are covering. And so when we talk about, you know, movement, you know, children in general, if we can not, if you could kind of create a little bit of a backstory for us and talk about, you know, before we talk about why you created NSM 365, let's just talk about a little bit about the challenge in this particular area with our youth. What's happening and what could be better? The challenges are always growing. And um, the first main one has to do with digital leisure and that kids have access today to a lot of sedentary hobbies. 
they don't go outside and ride bikes like I did until the streetlights come home, uh, came on and then I rode home. So a big part of it is the factors of their lifestyle that are keeping them sedentary. And the other um, ripple effect from the pandemic is that youth sports and team involvement is on the decline. Not all youth really have the social and emotional skills to feel like they shine and are empowered in team sport dynamic movement opportunities. So we are trying to be part of the solution by offering inclusive physical activity in home sessions. Wow, that's fabulous. So I mean, so I take it because of what you just shared, this is why you started at SM365. That is correct. Great. Yep. So, so with these challenges, you know, the would it be safe to say if you could talk to us about a lot of the things out there that maybe either that uh, that are being done through schools in general, could be municipalities through some youth programs in in the areas that that people live, maybe even things that are nationwide. What's missing in terms of what they're not addressing on a on a grander scale when it comes to physical activity for children? Sure. First and foremost, just the amount of movement opportunities that are available. Particularly, we look at schools. That's where children spend the majority of their waking hours in schools. We know from the Centers Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, our youth need an hour a day of physical activity. That Monday through Friday would be 360 minutes. In schools, PE, only offering 120. We are only at 33% offering of the movement needs we know our youth require. We know active students learn better. All of the research is there, and yet we're not even doing the minimum of providing the movement opportunities to start with. Recess, when you went to school, it was probably an hour, Chris. When I went to school, it was 40 minutes. Now it's down to 20 minutes. Oh, it, it, was, it was a lot longer, and I'm I'm, oh. a, I, I'm old. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 57, so I was a kid in the 70s and you know the teenager in the early 80s so <laughs> they even took you out in the morning even had nothing to do with recess your classroom teacher probably still took you out that yes. used to be part of it not anymore so now they're only getting and it's not mandated 20 minutes of recess that's if they get out of lunch on time and that's with the whistle lined up we know from research it's maybe 13 minutes on average so to start we're not even providing enough movement opportunities <laughs> and then second the way in which after school and pay-for-play programs tend to be structured is very high cost long-term commitment you have to sign up even as a parent myself i have to sign myself 14 weeks monday at five o'clock 14 weeks equals to eight and a half of them I'm like what i just pay for so we have made it on demand with an app phys ed teachers available who are fully certified insured nurturing energetic you pick the day and time just like tutoring that you want and the physical education teacher arrives at your home to instruct a very customized and um, building confidence through movement, individualized lesson. Well, I mean, now that we're on that, I think, you know, like you said, it's so important. I mean, why is movement, in my opinion, important? Not only is it great for physical activity, because we all need physical activity, right? Even as children, as we become teenagers, then adults, if we're not moving, then we're setting ourselves up for the sedentary lifestyle that could lead to a abundance of health issues, like diabetes being the first one that comes to mind. 
but but it also helps in generating those positive those, those positive chemicals that are make you know that allow a child to be happy to, to be curious to be you know to want you know to, to want to learn about new things and keeps them more alert to the other areas in their education that are going to be important would it be safe to say that Yes, absolutely. The endorphins are one of the many mental health benefits of exercising. So is that athlete toolkit, that mindset. I did play sports my whole life growing up, but I don't, I played volleyball through college. I don't get 12 people together to play volleyball, but I pull from that mindset every day of grit, of perseverance, leadership, communication. That's what we want to make sure every student can learn through exercise and sports tutoring. You don't actually need a scoreboard, stats, pressure, a crowd. You don't, but you do need a phys ed teacher. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, again, like you said, this isn't something, you know, the whole dynamic of how things are have changed. Like the days where like I could be out on a, on a weekend or even during the summer, I'd be out all day, you know, from time morning came until, until, you know, until the sunset, you know, then we would come in, maybe in for lunch here and there, but, you know, afraid at a friend's house, but now even at school. So this is so important because if they are able to move and, and, and exercise, this is going to be great for agility as well, which is highly necessary for any type of sports, whether if they're going to play basketball, baseball, football, soccer, uh, lacrosse, field hockey, uh, whatever, you know, the list goes on, swimming, that type of thing. That's right. That's right. You got yeah. it. So I love this. And so maybe if you could, I know you were kind of briefly talking about the concept about where they get time with a, a PE teacher and so on. Can you talk a little bit about the framework, why this would be benefit either, again, a parent of a child, how it can also benefit a teacher or a school district in itself, and then how it can benefit a community overall? Sure, so for parents, as soon as kids come home, parents often, the first thing they want them to do is their homework. The kids just sat all day in school. They need to get moving before they try to then sit down and tackle more academic tasks. So a lot of parents uh, bring us in to meet their child right off the bus so that we can get them moving, get them confident, get those endorphins you referenced earlier pumping, and then they sit down to do homework and go on with the rest of their night. As far as schools, we provide after school, before school, lunchtime, recess enrichment so that there are PE teachers out there to provide inclusive physical activity opportunities. Kids, to your point, on the weekends, they're not out there refereeing their own kickball games and playing together. They really do need someone to facilitate those compromise um, aspects of physical activity for them. And then for a community, we have been able to provide physical activity, make it available to all regardless of socioeconomic status of a community. And that has been so powerful and fulfilling. Wow, that's fabulous. Now, when you think about it, is it because, why are, why are th these programs have been cut back over the years? Is, is it because of budgets? Is it because of just, you know, certain other agendas? But nonetheless, you know, most schools have PE teachers, but does this mean that this program, does it complement what the PE teacher's doing? Or does it, I mean, I hate to say it, I don't, I hope not, does it replace the PE teacher or vice versa? Or how's that work? 
Yeah, it's a great question. It's really just meant to serve the gap that currently exists between even the best PE teacher in the world that's still only 120 minutes, they need 360. So we still need movement opportunities available for students. And we see that the students have so much success with a phys ed teacher in the comfort of their own home when their peers are not present as they are in class when we are often scheduled double classes on a ratio of two on 40, 50 or 60, that one-on-one rapport with that child just isn't there. So the child makes huge leaps and bounds in a single session in the comfort of their backyard or their playroom, then you could see them for your whole semester and not have that same progress in your gymnasium. Wow, that's great. That's great. And if you could talk a little bit about, you kind of a alluded on a macro level about what are some of the things that you do with with you know the physical activity for but if you could break down what are some of the activities that you're providing in terms of the physical side and then what are some things that you're doing that also are not maybe how they complement other areas that you covered that are not covering the physical side but they could be covering the emotional and mental side of of what you do in movement Sure, absolutely. So we teach sports and exercise tutoring to complement any natural interests that each child might have. So maybe they do like basketball, baseball, a certain position in a respective sport. We are happy to design goals around that. We also infuse lifetime activities, yoga, Pilates, meditation. We teach children breathing techniques, even our top driven athletes who are using us our sessions to get an edge up on their peers we teach them squeezing and releasing just like the pros do at the highest level of play and we teach them uh box breathing just like they know pro athletes use so we do offer bike lessons swim lessons other lifetime activities that are harder to teach in our phys ed classes due to those ratios and budget cuts as you mentioned Um, And we also teach birthday parties, which is very fun to have an inclusive physical activity, a child's special day centered around such a health and fantastic experience with Never Stop Moving 365. No, absolutely. I think that's a great idea. And and especially, you know, in places, and even if 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 it's during the winter time, you can do things inside. It doesn't have to be outside in a field somewhere or a park or whatever that may be so and yeah. snow parties are so fun in the northeast we do a lot of those that's great i'm in the northeast so i know how it is yeah <laughs> it's gotten yeah. it's been cold but i know i think it's getting warmer which is good which starting to get a little you know warmer than than the teens that we've had but yes. uh no i think that's great now share a little bit about you know we've shared a little bit about this program what prompted you to get involved in this? I understand that you know you're a PE, you're a PE teacher, but what inspired you to really take this to the next level? Yeah, so I was positively impacted by my phys ed teacher. He actually worked with me outside of school. It's why I became a phys ed teacher. I wanted to have that positive impact on a child's life through movement and sport as he did on me. He's actually retiring uh, this year, not to show my age or anything. So. Um, I pursued phys ed from so young, I knew that's what I always wanted to do. But then when I got into a school and I saw how little movement opportunities and it was very focused on on math and science and reading, and I couldn't believe how phys ed, we were only providing that 
one third of the movement that kids needed, parents too would contact me as their child's phys ed teacher saying, I just went, took my child to such and such basketball party and they had a horrible time and I couldn't get them to participate. Is that what it's like in your class? And I'm like, no way, but they are, design of different activities and games and the equipment they use and the challenges we present them with are very different than just a full-on basketball league where kindergartners can't reach the high basketball hoop that they're using so it dawned on me that you know parents really had a need for these opportunities with phys ed teachers phys ed teachers were all working second jobs just leaving our industry they were driving uber packing boxes for amazon So I knew it would help both. And most importantly, our kids would benefit because they really shine in such a way. All of a sudden you're working with them on agility, on core strength, upper body strength. And then they're listening how much water they should be drinking. They're going to bed earlier. They're eating better. So um, the opportunity to provide that platform is why I knew that it was too good of a secret to keep to myself. I had to teach other PE teachers how to do it. And what, you know, based upon now that you, you know, this is the reason why you got in it, you per, you personally had positive results and, you know, like an aha moment, what your PE teacher created for, you know, in you and why you inspired you to become a PE teacher, but now to take it to a whole new level, really to not just go through the motions and check a box, but really, for, you know, make a difference in, the, in a child's life and what they become as an adult, as a boy becomes a man, a girl becomes a woman and so on. What do you see this correlation now of this type of program and and what impact it'll have on their confidence and self-esteem as they become uh, adults? Yeah, it really trains them to understand how much is in their control. You know, when they start, maybe they can only do one push-up, and then they can do three, and then they can do five. And the only way they can do that is because they control their mindset, and they are intentional, and they practice, and they fail, and they make mistakes, and we learn from them. And that is what allows us to get better. So it builds in that perseverance and that grit, things I rely on every day, whether it is myself as an ultra marathon athlete or myself in creating this business, self-funding it as a franchise and getting it to the next level. Wow, that's fabulous. I, I love this. And and I think that, like I said, this is so really so required in so many different communities, you know, across the United States. And, you know, and, and, and if people can begin to see how the impact it can have on, on confidence, self-esteem, meaning that kids well are more likely to get involved more in the things that that we end up trying to persuade and convince them and and reprimand them for not doing because you know they're so distracted into other things and 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 that movement can definitely help out i love i love what you shared there now in terms of uh you know when you're not building 365 what are some other areas that you i mentioned that you're an advocate are you out there like you're looking to create some more advocacy around this in, in community starting, I guess, starting in your own local community is where you start. Yeah, yeah correct. So uh, I am a doctorate student earning my doctorate degree using my research studies to try to get certain mandates to increase school mandated uh, classroom in particular, classroom movement mandate minutes to help close the gap between, okay, if they have this much PE, this much recess, we still gotta get them up here to an hour a day. Um, So using the research from our studies to get certain mandates in place, even if we can um, get all non-PE 
teacher prep programs to have a class that is on classroom movement for teachers, future teachers, to be able to be equipped in their teaching profession um, on how to incorporate movement in their pedagogical delivery of their content is one avenue we're exploring. So really the possibilities are endless, just like we teach our, our 365ers. We are limitless and we just wanna make sure that movement opportunities are provided because it really is the foundation of educating the whole child. Wow, that's fabulous. I love that. You know, I mean, if you were like, now I just a personal question. If you were to kind of look back in your youth, what would you tell yourself now to your younger self? You know, in this I would tell I would tell myself that everything is figure outable. Everything. And that is something that we are really passionate about teaching our 365ers that everything is figure outable. Well, I like that. Because would it be safe to say that, you know, hey, if everything could go right, right? Nothing could go wrong. Everything would go right and you're going to feel good every day. The reality is you're going to become complacent, bored, and then eventually create a problem. So when you say everything can be figured out, it's, it's encouraging them that through sports and through activity that challenges and obstacles and problems, while they're not easy, Sometimes we have, you know, we, there's that natural tendency to avoid it, but they're necessary to grow and expand to become more as a result of it. That's right. It takes getting uncomfortable and sometimes it looks like pushing them to go that little bit further or that little bit faster or do just one more rep count, but getting them to that uncomfortable place, not having them shy away from that uncomfortable place or place so small that they never get to that uncomfortable place. We all know that uncomfortable place is where the most growth happens because that's where the adaptation happens, right? To get us to the next level. So it's been so inspiring to use movement and fitness as the vehicle to teach those kinds of life lessons yeah. and just truly character education to students. I agree. And I, and I would think that through your, you know, through your studies and what you've done here, it could also in communities or just in schools in general or households, it, it's more likely to decrease the likelihood that the child gets caught up in, in inappropriate behaviors or addictive types of behaviors that can lead to other issues like drug addiction, alcohol addiction, uh, whatever that, even food addictions, whatever that may be that are probably more likely to be offset because of this program. Oh yes, absolutely. The best days are the days we get the phone calls, parents crying. They, uh, my child asked me to go for a walk after dinner. We walked around our neighborhood or our block um, and it's really just helps the whole family take on different kinds of we call them fitivities but family activities oh, yeah, like, around, like <laughs> around fitness and health because parents do get to see what their child can do versus in our PE classes I see with my own son he comes home I'm like what'd you do today in PE he's like I the day was good it was fine I don't know and so it's really changed the narrative that communities have around phys ed and what is happening in our gymnasiums because they are seeing the growth of their child when the phys ed teacher comes to their house at their convenience at the day and time that they choose. So it has really helped advocate for our PE programs and all the wonderful things we are doing. Wow, that's great. I think this is so important. And we highly encourage you listeners that are listening now. I mean, this, you know, take notes. This is some great information. 
And of course, you're going to get some, uh, you're going to be able to get in contact with Christina here as she'll be talking about her, con you know, where to contact her shortly. So what I, what I wanted to uh, ask one more question, you know, how do you feel teaching PE in school compares to teaching PE in the private sector? Just to maybe a little bit to distinguish that. Yeah, so teaching PE in a school, there's a lot of different abilities. There's a lot of just bodies in general. So there is a lot of differentiation and a lot of motivating some while maybe containing others energy, um, as opposed to in the private sector, you can really hone in on what motivates that child and help them foster that. Um, as well as hone in on what that child is really interested in and their hobbies. So they might like certain video games and we can incorporate that into the different relays or obstacle course or scavenger hunts where they don't realize how many squats and push-ups and planks and bear walks they're doing. So the ability to really impact the child one-on-one -on -one or with their sibling or with a classmate um, neighbor that they pick to attend, that they feel comfortable performing and taking risks and trying in front of versus no matter how good I could be the best PE teacher, I couldn't take away their 30 peers staring at them. Yeah, exactly. No, I love it. Great, great, great insight there. And uh, really, uh, it's so important. I just hope everybody, you know, that that's listening to share this show in, in its entirety and, and, you know, why this is so important. And then one other question before I, I before we conclude, and I want to let people know where to find you. What type of certification will like people if they're going to be in a franchise or if they look at this as a franchise opportunity to supplement what they're doing, uh, not only for income but you know also to really make a difference in their communities helping children. What other certifications would they require through your program? Sure. So um, we do have a youth movement uh, program in house for uh, to become a youth movement specialist. And um, everyone is a physical education or health education or related exercise science field or education field uh, degree that they pursued because that's how we know they're passionate about it. Wow, fabulous. Thank you so much, Christina, for sharing. And I know we're getting towards the end of the show and just a wealth of information. We love to have you back on a future show that we can expand upon this topic or even perhaps uh, even go in another direction, whatever you like to choose. But how can people get in contact with you? What are you up to and anything that you also would like to provide the listeners and those listening later on demand? Sure. So uh, the best way to contact me is through email, neverstopmoving365 at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, X, all at neverstopmoving365. And if I could leave your listeners with one piece of advice, it would be uh, what I look at every day. It goes perfect with the name of your um, show, but success, my definition of success, because everyone's different, is achieved through effort, determination, and perseverance. Those are our top three things we're always teaching our 365ers, and we hope to teach your 365ers someday as well. Great, well, we love that. And we highly encourage everybody that's listening to reach out to Christina. This is a great concept that she has put together and just so required in our communities, our schools, and also at the family level. This is really important. So I want to thank you again, uh, Christina, for taking the time to be with us here today. My pleasure. Thank you.
Thank you. And listeners, we want to thank you each and every week for joining us here at Business Influencers. Again, this show is dedicated to you and bringing subject matters experts like Christina in to share their words of wisdom, insights to help elevate whatever is important to you to take that to the next level. If you would like to see future content on something of interest to you, feel free to reach out to us here at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com here at Business Influencers. Till then, everybody, have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next week. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.